0: Good morning, dear friends. Today is Friday, November fifteenth, two thousand and nineteen. Today we remember Francis Asbury and George Whitfield. Our readings are Psalm eighty eight. 1 Maccabees 1, 41 through 63, Revelation 19, 11 through 16, and Matthew 16, 13 through 20. We will try to get through everything today. I really appreciate your patience with me yesterday. Um, Friends, I consider you a safe and trusted group, and so. I'm going to lay this on you. I am, I am going through a really rough time right now. I'm going through a time of trial. And I know that it is It is only a small sampling of what some people are going through. But like we've been talking about, nothing is too small for God. And I, I am blessed that I am in good health and my son is in good health. But quite frankly, the stress from a very difficult situation in my workplace that has extended over months is really wearing on me. And so I believe that prayer has power and I beseech you, please pray for peace and for justice for me in my workplace. I would really appreciate that. Thank you all very much and thank you for being here with me today. So let's begin our morning prayer. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly matriarch, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before her presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to her with psalms. For our God is a great God and a great queen above all gods. In her hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are hers also. The sea is hers for she made it and her hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. And kneel before God our maker. For she is our God. And we are the people of her pasture. And the sheep of her hand. Oh that today you would hearken to her voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh come. Let us worship. Psalm 88, O God, God of my salvation, when at night I cry out in your presence, let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of trouble, full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol, I am counted among those who go down to the pit, I am like those who have no help, like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave. Like those whom you remember no more, for they are are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through my sorrow." Every day I call on you, O God. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the shades rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O God, cry out to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. Oh God, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me? Wretched and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dread assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all sides they close in on me. You have caused friend and neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Maccabees, chapter 1, verses 41 through 63. Then the king wrote to his whole kingdom, that all should be one people, and that all should give up their particular customs. All the Gentiles accepted the command of the king. Many from, many even from Israel gladly adopted his religion. They sacrificed to idols and profaned the Sabbath. And the king sent letters by messengers to Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. He directed them to follow customs strange to the land, to forbid burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the sanctuary, to profane Sabbaths and festivals, to defile the sanctuary and the priests, to build altars and sacred precincts and shrines for idols, to sacrifice swine and other unclean animals, and to leave their sons uncircumcised. They were to make themselves abominable by everything unclean and profane, so that they would forget the law and change all the ordinances. He added, and whoever does not obey the command of the king shall die. In such words, he wrote to his whole kingdom. He appointed inspectors over all the people and commanded the towns of Judah to offer sacrifice town by town. Many of the people, including many of the people, everyone who forsook the law joined them and they did evil in the land. They drove Israel into hiding in every place of refuge they had. Now, on the fifteenth day of Chislev, in the 144th year, they erected a desolating sacrilege on the altar of burnt offering. They also built altars in the surrounding towns of Judah and offered incense at the doors of the houses and in the streets. The books of the law that they found they tore to pieces and burned with fire anyone found possessing the book of the covenant or anyone who adhered to the law was condemned condemned to death by decree of the king. They kept using violence against Israel, against those who were found month after month in the towns. On the 25th day of the month, they offered sacrifice on the altar that was on top of the altar of burnt offering. According to the decree, they put to death the women who had their children circumcised, and their families and those who circumcised them, and they hung the infants from their mothers' necks. But many in Israel stood stood firm and were resolved in their hearts not to eat unclean food. They chose to die. Rather than to be defiled by food or to profane the holy covenant, And they did die. Very great wrath came upon Israel. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle M, A Song of Faith Blessed be the God and Matriarch of our God Jesus Christ. By divine mercy, we have a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory so that we might have faith and hope in God. A reading from Revelation, chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. Then I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, And he has a name inscribed that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, wearing fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name inscribed. Ruler of rulers and the Lord of lords. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle G, a song of Ezekiel. I will take you from among all nations. And gather you from all lands to bring you home i will sprinkle clean water upon you and purify you from false gods and uncleanness a new heart i will give you and a new spirit put within you i will take the stone heart from your chest and give you a heart of flesh i will help you walk in my laws and cherish my commandments and do them you shall be my people and I will be your God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, gracious Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. Oh, excuse me, it's Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, gracious Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the matriarch almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our God, the Word made flesh. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our matriarch in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your queendom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the queendom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In place of the suffrages we'll use as we have been Prayers for Healing from Enriching Our Worship Volume 2 Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Jacob. Jack. Andrew. Those who are grieving, those who are ill, those who are persecuted, and also the persecutors, the wounders. We are all your children, and we are all in desperate need of your grace and healing, O God. God, the creator of all that is, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the word made flesh, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured or disabled, that they may be made whole Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death. And uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life. And in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. O God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory. Matriarch, Son, and Holy Spirit. Creator, Word made flesh, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Gracious Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, Psalm 88 was a tough one, folks. Uh, I'm going to talk about the readings for a few minutes now. Let me read to you what my commentary says. And in case you haven't been listening for a while, I read from the New Oxford Annotated Bible, 5th edition. It is the new, rev- new Revised Standard Version with the Apocrypha. It's an ecumenical study Bible. And um you guys know me, I I could spend all day or many days digging into and researching the scripture that we read and talking to you about it. And I somehow feel a little incomplete when I am not doing that. And this time that I make for God is is the first fruits of my day. I set away the time for set aside the time for prayer before anything else. Even when I do evening prayer, it is a set aside. Um, but unfortunately, ministry is not my full-time job at this moment. And so I have a lot of other things that I have to do. So the commentary is a good place to start. I I am going to pause, and I'm sorry. I feel like I'm so self-focused today, and please forgive me for that. But I do... This is where my passion is in in all these aspects, in, in Scripture, in prayer, in research, in pastoral ministry, even even in church administration, and I do pray and and would ask you to, if you feel moved to pray with me that I could make uh, ministry my full-time job or at least a much larger part of my life. Um, and praise God, God. I believe that's in God's will, and someday it will come to be. But in the meantime... Not having an entire day. The commentary is a great place to start. So here's what, here's what the folks have to say about Psalm 88. The prayer of a near hopeless individual, perhaps the bleakest individual petition in the Psalms, with no expressions of trust and strikingly no mention of enemies, God is regarded as the enemy. The poem has three sections, each introduced by a verb of crying and a mention of the Lord. And then there are some details about the particular verses, but I love how real and authentic the psalmists are. This, this psalm is not hopeful at all, um, but I think there are times when we don't feel hopeful, and if we turn the page over, the next psalm is a psalm singing of God's steadfast love and faithfulness, and so... I think there are a few things to take from here. One is I I write notes in the margins of my Bible. So I have a note here from the 15th of February of this year, which must have been the last time this came up on the Rhoda. And my note here is what a different idea of death, particularly after death, the Old Testament writers had. And this psalmist sees all the bad as coming from God. And God is in control God has the ultimate authority over everything. God also granted us free will. I believe that the Spirit has a lesson for us here. That it is good for us to cry out to God, to empty out our heart and all of our feelings. And I feel similarly God, I feel that my situation feels hopeless right now and that there is no help in sight, that I have been crying out and crying out for help and for rescue and for justice and for restoration and even for mercy. Then, folks, the crying out done, that emptying out of the despair out of our hearts, let us open our hands and ask God to refill us. God, thank you for taking my despair, my hopelessness, my loneliness. Refill me, God, with faith and hope and love. I repent of my disbelief my loss of trust in you, my despair and my hopelessness and my succumbing to despair and to the evil plans of the enemy. I ask you to replace these lies with your truths, to fix my eyes on you, to swell my heart with the knowledge that your love is coming, that this is not the end, that not even death is the end that you have promised and you are faithful and you are true. Your justice will be done. There will be a day that every tear is wiped away, that every hurt is redeemed, that every loss is restored. And not just what was, but exponentially greater, what you intend to be, what you have created, You will restore not to any vision that I can possibly contain in my mind but to your vision. To the vision that you had in your mind when you created me and set me upon this earth to walk this path. And oh God let me be gracious. Lift me up. Sometimes I make mistakes. Yesterday I slipped and fell. And I sank in despair and despondency. But you, oh God, you will lift me no matter what any human does, no matter what action is taken, no matter what persecution I face, no matter what abuse. You are my deliverer, O God. Deliver me. Transform me. Glorify and raise me, God. Use these circumstances and use me. Amen. I'm going to really quickly go through the rest of the readings, and then I've got to go. I think our lesson from Maccabees is to stand firm, no matter who is succumbing around us. I had a dear friend of mine say to yesterday that he he is playing the game, but this is the way the game works. He has researched it, and this is the way to get things done. This is just the way it is. my counter is and this is the way it will always be unless we stand up and affirm something different so I pray dear ones for God's strength to know when to let it go when to stand up and when we do that we may allow God's voice to speak through us. Amen. And that we may persevere, knowing that the health of our souls is more important than anything else, that the cost of righteousness of giving that up for any earthly comfort, even if it is to avoid death and torture. That is too much. That there is a price to pay higher than death and that there is a reward greater than life. And that reward is found in eternal life. God, give us the vision to see your path, the strength to hold fast to your righteousness, and the grace, your grace, to do this with honor and integrity. Amen. And in Revelation, those hopes of ours are described in Jesus coming, in righteousness, heaven opening. That one phrase, heaven opened, heaven will open. Heaven is open. In God's timelessness, heaven is all of these things, all of these tenses. And Christ is coming, has come, and will come. And Christ will rule over all. All of these authority figures that have power over us on this earth right now power over our bodies, power over our lives. Christ is bigger and greater than all. This piece is hard. Let us embrace, let us, let us, it's an and both. We must both stand up for what is just and holy and right, and we must also use our suffering as an opportunity for prayer embrace even the times of pain for through the pain and the suffering come growth and transformation and we know we already know the end of the story we are gods no matter what happens i feel like i'm not saying that clearly enough but i don't know how to say it any more clearly like That work meeting that you're dreading, that torture that you're undergoing, the abuse, none of it is right and none of it is okay and you're not supposed to lie down like a doormat. That's not what Jesus did. And yet, God is there, even through all of it. Even through the things that are not supposed to be. And it is not, it may feel like, why are you letting this happen, God? But it's not God's will. God is not choosing any of this for us. But God is using it. So let it not go to waste. the holy name of Jesus Christ, all this I pray that we hold fast and know that heaven is opened and Christ is both coming and also here with us. And this, this knowledge that God is God And that God is bequeathing God's wisdom and knowledge and message to us. And this is the foundation. This is where we stand fast and firm. Planted and rooted in faith and love. This is it. This is for us. And so I feel like our readings today have taken us through the process, right? The crying out and the coming to God and the discernment of the way forward, standing fast and the vision of redemption, restoration, and victory, and the foundation of faith and love upon which we stand stand firm. God is with us through the process. God will guide us. And God is transforming us. Amen. I'm sorry to kind of rush through that. I do need to get going. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.